Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I knew what I was going to do was going to be very special with my life. I'm an example just to show people that like, you come up from nothing. Prince had dedicated his whole legacy to celebrating women, celebrating women of color, and celebrating positive music. I'm going to uphold that. You're your own worst critic. I feel like you should be it anyways, but I, I'm always that, and I was just hating my song, so I was hating myself. Some people are at their cubicle job right now making way less than us. Some people are across the world in a goddamn sweatshop making, like, nothing a day, and we're getting paid to sing and dance. To sing and da- that's a blessing. Artists out here, they're just willing to settle for anything. You know what I mean? And once you're willing to settle for anything, you deserve anything you settle for. Yo, this young murder. Yo, this is Lizzo. This is August Regal. What's good? It's Kehlani. This is your man, Blake Carrington. You're listening to The Come Up Show. Get inspired. Hey, welcome to The Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chetto. I'm the host and founder of The Come Up Show. I'm proud to present my interview with Teddy Phantom, or as I love to call him, Young Teddy P. This is my third time interviewing Teddy. I first met him, I interviewed him for the first time in 2011 when he uh, was featured on a bill with The Weeknd. It was a crazy home tent, homecoming tent party in London, Ontario. And then again, he came back to London in 2013 for an interview on a Come Up Show radio show. So it's been a minute since I've seen him. Teddy Phantom has recently released a project titled Help Me. And we talked about his name change, his alter ego, Bear Devil conspiracy theories and so much more teddy phantom on the come up show podcast let's go please introduce yourself <laughs> you know who i am dog no i'm saying um <laughs> my name is teddy phantom i rap and produce i'm from toronto Just a moment. i can't describe this feeling my feet are stuck to the ceiling can't explain why I'm leaving. I don't get too many reasons. I act a fool with it now. Knock out the pain like I'm cool with it now. Fuck my girl for like 300 hours in one day. Congratulations on the station and the show and shit like that. That's cool. Thank you, man. Um, and, and, and I love calling you, I don't know why, Young Teddy P. Yeah. You said that on the like somewhere, times right? Back in the day. Yeah, that was a version of me. Yeah. From way back. From way back. 2011. Yeah, that was I a think good year. we met. Is that was that when we met? 2011 Something or whatever. Like that, I yeah. knew of your music, mm-hmm. knowing a guy, knowing what's happening in the scene. But uh, the weekend tent party, homecoming weekend uh, in London, Ontario, at Western University. <laughs> that was lit. Yeah, because that was when, when the weekend was like coming up. Yeah, I think it was one of his first few shows, like first five or something shows. Yeah. yeah, that it, was cool. It was, it was. Yeah. And um, and so, uh, yeah, you performed in that show, and then we caught up a couple of years later when I went to our, and by the way, people, you can check these interviews out uh, on YouTube. So February 2013 uh, is when uh, I interviewed you, right mm-hmm. before, the same month as Young Desperado. Oh, true, yeah, 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 yeah I remember that. Yeah, and I that came dropped. Out, I came out to, to London and did that. Yeah, yeah. That was sick. and then we went out later that night and all mm-hmm. as well, too. That was dope. <laughs> <laughs> that was wild. That was a wild drive, I remember. Yeah? It was, it was very hectic. I feel like it was raining and, like... 
Yeah. It's like, yeah, intense. It's it's so funny because uh, it's two hours. Yeah. But uh, it Toronto, was winter or some shit, right? Like, yeah, February. Yeah, I remember uh, fucked up journey to London. And um, tor- but Toronto artists acted like because when I like when I whenever uh, there was this like when artists wanted to promote themselves but didn't like they saw driving outside of the GTA as like a. <laughs> driving to the other side of the world yeah yeah for sure right they're like yo I'm hungry I'm ready to promote my album like all right, come to London it's only two hours like ah no thanks you know what I mean Uh, and so while we uh, we carry forward from that let's talk a little bit about your background you are Ethiopian and I think the reason why it's important to talk about this even if you know a lot of us kids growing up in diaspora we might lose language or whatever but East Africans are kind of running the game right Mm -hmm. now a little bit (laughs) Just a little bit, right? Yeah, like Somalis and like <laughs> Ethiopians and um, uh, and you. Uh, I didn't know this uh, before. You, your parents, and you guys moved to Toronto. You were in Medicine Hat, Alberta. You kind of moved around. Yeah, Tell us about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I was born there. I don't really remember. You were born in Alberta. Sure. Yeah. My, okay. Yeah, my dad was in a like got a scholarship to go to school there. So okay. that's how he got over there. And then I'm I was like one when we left or something like that and kind of gallivanted around for a little while until we ended up in Toronto and then mm-hmm. yeah, no, so yeah. do you remember because your dad what was your dad like an artist yeah, yeah, artist, and yeah. a painter mm-hmm, like a painter yeah okay. he's a yeah he was like like a well he still is a pretty prominent like African artist uh, mm-hmm. what's yeah, his artist name uh, Gatacho Fancy yeah mm-hmm. um, but yeah he held it down in Medicine Hat for a while <laughs> now mm-hmm. I'm here so shout out him. <laughs> okay, so because I heard that it wasn't uh, ten years old you moved here, or was it earlier than that? Yeah, how do you know all this? <laughs> it's a Nardwar moment or some shit. <laughs> so did that? Do you remember anything about that time? Did uh, it have any no. influence on you at all, moving around a lot, or no? Like you don't just basically it's a, a blur. Um, yeah, no, I don't yeah. know. until yeah. like I got to Esplanade. Every everything prior to that was just I don't really know. Yeah. I, all, all I remember is the car that we, we were driving. What kind yeah, of car was it? It was like a Ford Aerostar. Ford, at like the van. Yeah, it was like this oh. greasy, like orange, black, and gray minivan Damn. with like uh, like bed seats in the back and shit. It was mm-hmm. pretty greasy. Pretty I miss it. I want to cop it when, when I get my Because those cars back then, they built them so spacious <laughs> yeah, and so comfortable. It, it looked like a spaceship, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, it was sick. So I miss that car. But so so the last time we talked, it was like I said in February 2013, Young Desperado was just coming out. Uh, and you were talking about uh, that tape being, um, you know, about the point of desperation of, of to accomplish your goals. And you went by ITF House. Uh, now you go by Teddy Phantom, mm-hmm. and which is closer to your like actual name. And I'm noticing that trend in artists as well too. When I interviewed Kendrick years ago, four or five years ago, from he went from K to Kendrick Lamar, or another artist I interviewed recently is like they they change to their authentic real names because they want to be more authentic. They want to show more of themselves. Mm-hmm. Is that the goal of changing from T- TF House to Teddy Phantom? Yeah. It, I, I mean, no. I felt like I was reverting back to myself, I guess. And so I guess in a way, like, yeah, you're right. I, I, when I was releasing that, I just, like, I didn't feel like TF House anymore. You know, that wasn't, like, a thing that I identified with at that moment in my life. So I was just like, might as well make this choice now than like years down the line, you know, and it might be more confusing. So mm-hmm. it was like the right time for me to make that adjustment and move forward. And the music back then, like when, you know, it was around the time when, you know, you did tours with Mac Miller mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So uh, happy, bright, cloud rap, weed rap, was yeah. that? 
kind of way we'd call it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I wasn't. I don't think I was taking myself seriously enough to, or I just wasn't even like mature enough yeah. artistically to like know my true, like my, my real sound of you know, as me as an artist. So I was mm-hmm. kind of just like making what. I was listening to, which was yeah. like, yeah, like weed rap. Like it was Khalifa good. It Currency, was, it, Mac Miller. I was really like, I sounded like them a lot. So yeah, part of the, yeah, part of that and the name change and stuff was to like situate myself. Yeah, as more as an individual, I guess. So some artists, when they go back and they listen to their old stuff, they cringe. Do mm-hmm. you or are you happy with that stuff? Uh, I kind of cringe sometimes, <laughs> yeah. but 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 like it's different for me because I cringe like almost like immediately after I finish making all my music you know what I mean as like an artist you know like it takes me a while to like I don't know to like appreciate it it's kind of like your own worst critic thing you know Mm -hmm. so like while I'm making it it's fun and then immediately after like releasing it I'll like always like nitpick it and like be like oh fuck I should have done this or you know so I don't know I might be just crazy is this the type of thing when people hear their voice on radio or on like hear their voice like ew is that me that type of thing or no I just think I made made so much of an evolution since my my older music that Mm -hmm. that that, like that gap is like hard for me to like you know to like look over look past Mm -hmm. you know so like if you ask me two years like from now about how I feel about help me I'll probably feel positive about it but I think I've just made such a change between now and then that it's sometimes hard to hear myself with mm-hmm. the older stuff, yeah. And there's, a, like, you know, you take... I remember when we did an interview with Desperado, you're like, I want to be better at releasing music faster. Mm-hmm. Back then you were saying, I don't want to just release something once in a year, but yeah. it's... Shit happens, right? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, exactly. Like, it, this was stuff that I was learning back then about trying to do this, but I just, like... I had I had to like reassess how I wanted to like tell this story, you know what I mean, and how and how I kind of wanted to be perceived and what like I kind of wanted my legacy in music to be, you know, if I have one. But mm-hmm. Yeah, that, those are, those are all things like I was considering, you know, with all that. So mm-hmm. I'm happy now. So the, the project that is out right now, it's called Help Me. Mm-hmm. It's out. Yeah, it's sick. How <laughs> I'm does pretty it feel? happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like its own like. It has its own life now, you know? Like, it's out of my hands. And so, like, every day, like, a new thing happens or, like, someone catches it or, like, you know, a new idea, a new video idea or something, like, you know? So there's a lot of things in the works that are surrounding the project, and I'm just kind of riding the wave to close it out and start releasing, you mm-hmm. know, new music. And in, in between that, though, there was a project called, that didn't see the day of light, called Limbo, mm-hmm. uh, where you said you literally manifested yourself being in Limbo. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You were ready to give up. You didn't know who you were. Like, what, what, what happened? Um, yeah, I think I uh, just like, it, yeah, in a way, I, I guess I didn't like manifest it because I kind of created the concept around the theory of limbo, purgatory, or the gray area and stuff. So, the music that I was making was in the tune of that, you know. And so, like, I feel like, yeah, my life kind of became. You a know, self-fulfilling yeah, prophecy. Yeah, exactly. Of of all those ideas and energy and stuff that I was putting out, I take all that kind of stuff with like a grain of salt. But I also like sometimes things happen and you just like, I must have done this somehow. You know what I mean? Yeah. With like the choices you made or the universe is just like responding to you or something that you've been doing. You know, so I thought like, yeah, all those like signs were just like very literal, like the concept and like the way I was feeling, my life situation, and it, yeah, the project never ended up uh, releasing. So that's another prophecy that kind of fulfilled with the fact Hmm. that it's like also in purgatory and never going to come out. So Um, was that simple as like, cause you know, words have power. 
you know, you know, whether you believe in energy or law, attraction, yeah. all that type of stuff, is it like as like are you careful whatever the next project is gonna be that you don't call it failure as an example? And <laughs> I then- I've, I've I've been joking about that yeah, like quite a bit, just like what to call the next thing because it's probably gonna be able to like do some psychic manifestation shit to it or something. I'm just gonna call it make me rich never or something, like, some some wild like <laughs> EP. Make me rich that, yeah, that nigga. exactly. Yeah. So like I'm. Um, yeah, I have I have like a pretty cool idea that I'm not gonna air out right now. But um yeah, on that note, like the the help me thing, like since I created that and went down that direction, I've just been like, you know, bare blessings, you know. So like like every day something like some opportunity's been coming up or someone's been like showing some kind of love or people been wanting to work or you know what I mean? There's been like a lot like of Like people wanna help you. Yeah, like exactly. So that that's like part of the whole theory i guess energy. That we're talking, yeah the whole the yeah. whole theory of like yeah how the universe like responds to you yeah and, well and like i don't say. know if you heard of the theories of like you know um when biggie and tupac like rapped so much about death mm-hmm. that you know there's been theories that people say they kind of brought on brought yeah. that on themselves because mm-hmm. they were ready to die mm-hmm. and they kind of attracted yeah. that energy to themselves for sure yeah. yeah i think yeah i think it's like a it's a duality, right? It's like the it's like the the universe reacts to you, and and you have to like give it something to respond to, right? So if you're talking about that stuff in the right time and place, for that to happen might occur, mm-hmm. you know, like magically. So I'm not saying that <laughs> Biggie and Pac died because they they said they were going to die, but that I don't makes know. A I, I, the older I get, I feel like the more I'm starting to believe that the universe is just like literally listening to you and just you know doing what you say. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Could be a thing. Fuck. Uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> There's a lot of that stuff out there right nah, now. I'm, man. I'm, a, like, I'm what, a conspiracy theorist still. Yeah. Are you? Mm, kind of, yeah. <laughs> what are some conspiracy theories that you believe in right now that, you know, that... I'm not... Okay, yeah. I just give everything a chance, you know what I mean? Like, I'll, like, I'll give any reasonable Open-minded. argument, like, a chance, yeah. you know? So yeah, yeah. sometimes I believe in just, like, foolery, just because yeah. I'm like, you can't prove it wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> what's something that you believed in that you felt like, uh, that, like, um, that was maybe like, oh, shit, I don't believe in that anymore. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, for I, example, there's like, you know, cause you know, growing up, like, you know, when, when you watch YouTube documentaries, whatever, and I don't know if this yeah, is true or not, but yeah. like, you know, uh, I like, I don't know if this is about like like nine eleven being a conspiracy, like how <laughs> yeah. the buildings fell. Oh, for sure. You know, and, like, I was actually kind of yeah. convinced about 2012 a little bit. That like the, the, whole, the, the whole the end. whole thing. I had a boy who was just like, man, he was so convinced. Like he like he was so affirmative that we were gonna die and there was gonna be some like meteor comet like shit going down. And he was just feeding me all these articles and shit. I was like, oh goddamn, this is it. Gotta drop this album. <laughs> yeah, I got duped. <sighs> If you're like most people, the first thing you do when you wake up, you grab your cell phone and you check your social media apps. Include the Come Up Show part of that routine by following us on Instagram. It's where you see original pictures of your favorite artists, inspirational wisdom from our interviews, commentary on what's happening in the culture, contests, and so much more. Follow us on Instagram right now at The Come Up Show. So when you released uh, Help Me, you know, the, the title right there, Help Me, you got like I'm assuming a lot of people maybe texted you, emailed you, say, yo, what's going on? And and you might have been like, "What's where, where were you guys at? <laughs> like, did that happen at all? Or did, were a lot of people concerned? 
Um, yeah, kind of. Like, no, th- there was, okay, well, there is. There were definitely like a few people like that were just. Are you okay, Daddy? We have to speak. We need an intervention or something, you know? But I, but like, it was never that serious for me. You know what I mean? Like in terms of the music, you know, like it might have gotten that serious, like with darkness. But like the music for me and how I was like projecting it and stuff, like. It was it was more about like my transition and like trying to get past it than it was me just kind of like sulking, in you know like the sorrow and shit like that you know that was that was the, that was the message that I was trying to like give off. So there were definitely some people that were like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Nah, this is I'm good. This is dope. Take it in." <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, there was people that just like congratulatory and stuff, which is amazing and shit. Like I'm I'm, I'm open to like everyone's feedback and everyone's responses like i love hearing it because it kind of like shapes how i go into like my next project you know i kind of like gather these thoughts and opinions good bad weird whatever but so it's not (laughs) a call out for help like like really help me like um you know like in a way yeah yeah, it is for sure like it's 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 that as well i think even though it's blatantly like called it and stuff for me like it's it still seems subconscious you know because i'm doing it through music like i'm not like you know talking to people one-on-one or you know what i mean like it's not conversational like it's there's still a song so they're still supposed to be like taken in subjectively you know what i mean like it's mm-hmm. not all literal it's not all my stories personally per se you know like so it's just like it should be taken with a bit of a grain of salt in a way but like it's just kind of like trying to like make the idea of asking for help or calling out for help not like taboo you know what i mean so that there's like parody moments like in the, in the album that are just funny or ridiculous and ignorant as as well as dark moments and stuff too but so yeah the the whole idea mm. of it was just to like make it less taboo and make it like chill to talk about and not yeah. so like and and talk about you know, what you said while that... still being real with shit you know because there yeah. are moments where i'm just like hey, hey my life and so yeah it's all about duality so this the, <laughs> I, I like that which is you said this ep is inspired by mental health uh, calling out for help and like it's about vulnerability and strength uh in a way yeah. in a way like i think it's not necessarily like inspired by mental health but it kind of i started making music that was real to me and that that i wanted to like and, and stories that i wanted to tell and this and and help me with felt like the best message for the music you know what i mean and that was like the foundation for going down this i wasn't thinking like i want to make something for this cause you know what i mean it was like these were just stories that i told and that message seemed real to connect with the album you know what i mean um but a goal of mine through you know making this album is definitely that to like talk about it and open a discussion through music you know like i don't want to be too literal with it because everyone's you know stories should be like private and if they want to be open about it they could you know what i mean so i don't want to be too literal about it these are just my stories and this is the best title for me mm-hmm. you know but if 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 in a way that that affects people or helps people then that's the perfect goal you know but that's up to mm-hmm. them you know not me i'm wondering you calling the project help me um how did uh, how how people have been approaching it in terms of it's vulnerable and there's so much music out right now that like mm-hmm. that a lot of stuff is like well, why should i care about listening yeah. to this but when well, i see something saying help me i'm like mm-hmm. oh shit what is this let me click yeah, play that was that was a plan but you'd be like you'd be surprised because like a lot of like a lot of places that we were trying to holler at and shit to like you know 
fuck with the album and stuff like that were just like it wasn't meeting like criteria of like stuff that they would put on their websites and shit like trap or like something that sound like like Uzi Vert or whoever else you know what I mean like you're talking about blog and media yeah, featuring yeah, like, stuff yeah like, people, like I've been on like I've been like you know fortunate to be on you know like a lot of like cool websites and whatever and editorials and shit but th- there's definitely been like um moments where yeah just like it just it wasn't like the, the music that they were like anticipating or, or willing to accept because of the current state of music you know what i mean are you like, serious for sure like, yeah 100 yeah, percent. like it's like my music is pretty like it can be jarring sometimes you know what i mean it's not necessarily like you know you put the windows down put on some teddy fan and drive you know what i mean but like, there is music there, on there, here that there's moments that like too. that there's yeah, moments yeah. like that for yeah. sure but it's also like you know what i mean there's there's a there are like jarring hard to listen to moments that i think are musically important you know what i mean but it might be hard for people to connect with sometimes you know what i mean and i i, I kind of understand that but um i think it's just kind of like shitty sometimes that you know like i guess people that work in music might just kind of overlook it or be quick to write it off because it's just not trap music hmm. you know what i mean so it's kind of like hard to like break through those people you know what i mean without having like a big like pr firm, who are these people PR firm behind you or something like that you know feel <laughs> oh, i love up the names right now you have like a little list also like, you have a little list, list? Yeah, i'm gonna come after all of them after after i blow up and shit Be, um <laughs> you're on well, the good you know, list there's, there's a lot of discussion right now of the people who are critiquing rap music mm. that most of them being not of this culture mm-hmm. that they're hipsters that uh you know they just don't know and um yeah like, like I, I don't know like if you take that seriously or you are cognizant of mm-hmm. that of like no there's a lot of how like, you feel about that i i definitely feel that music writers or music like journalists and stuff like that they should they should they should be spending more time like in the events with artists you know what I mean? Like in the streets, like in, you know what I mean? In the culture, like, you know what I mean? I feel like a lot of, a lot of like music writing culture. and stuff is like from like a bird's eye view and they only go based off of like what they hear from OVO or Drake's people or anything that's like around, you know what I mean? Like mainstream, like Toronto culture, you know what I mean? But a lot of people aren't writing about, you know, like deep Toronto underground shit that's like super popping, you know what I mean? But a lot of it is overseen because they're getting, people are nitpicking the obvious you know, people that get, like, publicized in Toronto, you know, so there's definitely, like, a lot more talent that should be displayed, but, you know, they're overlooked just because people aren't paying enough time to, you know what I mean, connect Mm. with people and be in the streets and hear stories and connect, you know what I mean, but there's so much, so much more talent in Toronto that's, like, untapped, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And are are you that type of person who is, like, um, uh, out and about or are you just keeping to yourself or are you like are you, are you seeing what's happening in the culture in the city or whatever or are you keep to yourself yeah no I'm super proud of everybody yeah like, this is like this is like a lot, a lot of amazing music and the movement is like yeah totally awesome and uh, yeah I'm, like, I'm at a current state where I'm just like very tuned into my sound and, and, and my music and releasing music so all my energy and time as I focus on that like I'll, I'll go out to you know if I'm like getting paid to DJ or something like that but um, aside from that like I'm just yeah in the studio all the time Mm -hmm. you DJ as well too so obviously you gotta know what's up as a DJ (laughs) yeah yeah well for sure no I'm a sick ass DJ (laughs) (laughs) 
but it's wrapped first, dog. Uh, speaking about, you know, you're talking about, you know, fake, like, uh, you're talking about, like, our world is fake, fake gratification, self-perception, relationships, love, that you're older now, and that you're blessed with superpowers, like apathy and the ability to see through people. <laughs> What the fuck like was the, I talking about? How these high powers help you make make music. <laughs> Is that like a high moment right there? Disregard or? all that shit. I'm this gonna re- ask that during that interview, bro. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Um, that was definitely a mood <laughs> that I was. Uh, that I was in. I mean, fuck, some of that shit's true, for sure. Well, there is, I'm just, I'm just not as cynical as I was like, when I was doing that interview. You know what I mean? You're like, not I, as... I, I'm not as cynical as I was during that interview. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I was I was in a very, like, dark, cynical place during the creation that helped me. So, stuff like that, I think it's, like... I think I think parts of that's true, but, like, my, like, perception or the direction, like, and how to, like, embrace life and stuff is definitely different than, than those moments. I'm definitely more, like, I'm less cynical and more skeptical. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, like, doubtful of everything, but I just question things. You just question yeah, things. Yeah, less negative, more neutral, I guess. Less <laughs> negative and more neutral. Yeah. Uh, and so, and that is, is that, like, are you different as an artist and as a person, or are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Niggas went through shit, dog. <laughs> I have, like, I'm on the other side of just, like, pure chaos, you know? Like, I've, like, evolved now. Like, I, I think I'm tuned into some other shit, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, like, like, with my music and I guess me accepting myself and my mentality and stuff like I've it's weird even hearing me like with like older interviews and, and that's why I guess it's weird to hear my old music and stuff t- sometimes too because like my messages have changed so much and I just feel like I'm yeah totally different than I was before well like do you, do, is it true that you wanted to give up though like to give up making music or to just to give up creating art or man not? like every two weeks or something every two weeks <laughs> like I'm not like literally, but like, but you go there, there, there was there was a, there was a time where I just wasn't yeah. making music just because my life was too fucked. Like you know, I was like, this is like, I didn't have it like the the drive. You know, I was taking weeks at a time, not going to the studio, just like partying. Like you know, there was definitely that. So, but yeah, my my direction, like my focus and stuff, is totally like altered since you know since all that. I wonder through, um, and I always kind of use this example where. Um, when an artist has been through pain, that's when you know like their potent stuff is gonna happen. Like if I were just to use an old example, like Eminem, whenever every album, when it's you know something, you know, when Proof died, people are like, oh shit, what's the next mm-hmm. album Eminem is gonna make or whatever, or like he went through his, like that Yo, type dog, of stuff. D12 followed me the other day on Twitter, bro. D12 followed you? That was a major moment in my career, dog. Major moment. I was like one step closer to some shady. Cheese. <laughs> It was like a breakthrough moment, not gonna lie. I, yeah. Like, I've never, like, found out like that. <laughs> like, over a twi- Twitter shit, never. I saw D12 following How did that happen? Like, just, Jesus did you tweet them or just randomly follow I tweeted you? at them yeah. eagerly with wild fanaticism. <laughs> and then I deleted the tweet because I was ashamed. <laughs> what did you tweet, though? I don't even know. Like, so, I don't even know. Like, I like D12 following me. Oh, God, it's amazing. And then I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Take control of yourself me. and deleted it. Then I DM'd them and I was like, yo, how do you guys know about me? Holler at is there a fav- is Bazaar your favorite member of D twelve or no? Okay, this is my conspiracy theory. Okay. So on Infinite, I like on on Help Me, I sampled Eminem's song Infinite, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then like it got picked on Spotify, I guess, for like some playlist. So it got like, you know, map plays. And then immediately after D twelve followed me, who Eminem is a part of. Right? Mm-hmm. So then I was like What's the connection here? 
Infinite, Spotify, D12, Twitter. Eminem knows I exist. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> That's what I think. So I think Eminem is just like low key out there, mm-hmm. fucking with my music heavy dog. So that's an official Eminem cosign. You heard it here, folks. Oh God, I don't know where to start. I just wanted to end. I deal with the devil when she sends for me. For now, I have to fight within. And I don't need the ice in my gym Feel the lemon slice and I go for a swim Every girl I know had hopes for us then The plot unfolds and behold we are fit So Eminem being an idol and, and uh, you knowing that when Eminem went through some pain that he had came out through some real music do you, Did you... <laughs> He's trying not to die That conspiracy theory is going to get me signed, bro <laughs> Watch <clears throat> Sorry, continue, sorry I'm, I'm stupid I wonder, like, if you put yourself through some pain to make good music. Not deliberately. Maybe like, like a maybe I'm like a subconscious masochist or something like that. Perhaps I don't know. That could be right. But I never like I'm, not, I'm never consciously like I'm gonna fucking do all the drugs so I can make an album. You know, like I've never like <clears throat> thought of it that way. But I guess deep down inside, I do it. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Eminem's alter ego is Slim Shady and your alter ego Bear is Devil. Bear Devil Jeez <laughs> I wish you could make it It's not here right now <laughs> A Bear Devil <laughs> Is Bear Devil gonna appear in this interview? Yeah, he's gonna pick me up later still He, he wanted com- he wanted to take a photo with you He comes out after 9 o'clock or something like that Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a night owl I think it's wild Yeah, he's been chilling though recently He's been like low-key Playing 2K Smoking weed and shit. Bear Devil is an alter ego that is also pr- present in this project. Mm. Correct? So, like, it's the darker side of you? I don't, or know. Not? I don't even know if he's darker. I feel like I'm yeah. darker than Bear Devil. I feel like he's lit. Like, I'm trying to chill all the time. You know what I mean? He's always like, nah, nigga. Gotta go outside and do a bunch of regretful shit for fun. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> So yeah, there's like a constant internal battle, but yeah, I'm definitely the chill one. He's just like he's not dark. He's just just too much. He's ratchet. Yeah, yeah. Basically, he's, the he's ratchet a, side. He's extremely. I, I, like everybody ratchet. has a ratchet side yeah, to them, yeah, sure. right? When they, you know. I don't have a ratchet side to me. Bear Devil's just ratchet. Think <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna think I'm schizophrenic at the end. Of <laughs> so Bear Devil has been like the you know, he, but he he. He provides some great content for you as an artist. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's my he's my best he's my best songwriter. He's my ghostwriter actually. Yeah. Yeah. I like I should give him credits for a lot of stuff for sure. Like there was yeah I don't even know there's a, yeah there's a lot of a lot of moments where I was. Can you share with me <laughs> one specific moment where Bear Devil came through and you're Bro, like I'm talking Shit. about Jungle Gyms, Broad Daylight, off of everything. <laughs> Real crazy shit But yeah That's all I can tell you The rest is a mystery You have to interview him <laughs> How do you make sure You keep Bear Devil In check That he doesn't Overpower you <laughs> I, Honestly I just, I'm learning that recently I'm saying less now <laughs> No, nah, I'm just Trying to chill Just being more focused I guess Like just trying to be An adult <laughs> But he still comes out Sometimes He's just like More low key Is there certain friends 
in situations that bring out bear devil or that you try to avoid that you say shit like, <laughs> if I do this or go here bear devil is gonna come up nah no one can summon him I just go into the washroom and say bear devil bear devil bear devil three times and the nigga just boop oh my a god a flame just lights up behind me it's like what's up nigga <laughs> trying to get fucked up <laughs> like seckle Trying to chill. Like cycle? I'm trying to, no, cycle, cycle. Cycle. Yeah. What is that? Cycle. <laughs> dog, you got a cycle right now, dog. Yo, fam, what kind of interview is this, dog? <laughs> what kind of interview is this? <laughs> no, I'm saying. <laughs> cycle means chill. But, well, like, um, <laughs> you know, like, there, there are lyrics that, you know. <laughs> Am I botching this? I feel like I'm botching No, no, no. Oh, okay, I think cool. it's fun. Because right, so. you, you got to have All balance. Right. Just being a dick. Uh, Lyrics like, my addiction is a form of protection, mm-hmm. that these tears have taken me so far. Or when he tweeted, I'm planning on turning my pain into a flex. All true. Is that like, what? do, do you find that uh, that is what makes you attractive as an artist to people? I hope so. I don't know. Like, well, yeah, I don't know. Once again, like, I, I'm, I'm like just learning how to like make music with the intention of like pleasing people. You know what I mean? Like, all my music is essentially made to, like, for me. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm never, like, looking for, like, a certain reaction or something. You know what I mean? From from the audience. And I, and I guess that's, I don't know, maybe it's, like, a good and a bad thing. Because, like, I want to be able to, like, tune in to more to what, like, my audience wants so that I can, you know, make more accessible music. and You know what I mean? What, um, what does that mean exactly? Because I can understand, like, you know, that this is, you know, there's an artist that makes sad music really well and people go to them for this mm-hmm. type of feeling. Yeah. So. I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I feel like because, like, I, like, I make music of based on moments that I'm in that I'm, like, I don't think I'll make an album, like, help me again. You know, I don't know, like, I don't feel that way anymore, right? Or right now, you know, like, I'll, I'm, like, I'll, I'll make something totally totally different than that probably you know what i mean for the next like few projects or something you know like i'm I'm very tuned into how i'm like feeling at the moment and then it kind of gets into an album mode so like i i don't know if i'm gonna be like this like a like a dark artist for much longer you know maybe i might switch it up turn into some other thing you know so but but a part of it is me trying to like make music for my i guess cult following or like small fan base that's like growing right now you know like i feel like they're like tuned into stuff that like i've been doing and they've and and like and their general taste in other music as well combined you know i kind of want to like be able to make it like better for them if that makes sense mm-hmm. you know what i mean do you feel like uh the audience that's discovering if, if it was up you? to me sorry yeah. cause it was, it was yeah. up to me like i'd be making albums full of dark songs all the time you know but not, if it was but, up to you well, just because yeah. that's like my natural, like you know what I mean. Like, well, I, 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 exactly. So, like, I, I I can do that all day. You know what I mean. But like, I want to give different perspectives that the, my audience might want. That is like beyond how, maybe how I'm feeling at that time. So, just because I'm feeling mm. dark doesn't necessarily mean I have to like make a dark well, no, song. You know what I mean. Like, I yeah. like, so I'm trying to like change my mentality to like no, be that, able that, to that, like you know like th- expand. That's in that interesting sense. because yeah. I was gonna ask you because you know you can be that artist that makes dark music all the time and your fans yeah, can rely sure. on Teddy being that guy. That yeah. that guy and I was gonna I say I like, are you typecast yeah. or pigeonhole yourself? Yeah, exactly. You don't want to do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. This, I mean, it's not a goal to not be pigeon cast, but like. 
I I also just like I want to I don't want to be predictable. I'm predictable. Yeah, I want to be unpredictable for sure. Like I just want to be able to like constantly come out with something that's not what's expected. You know? Yeah, keep so, it fresh yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. type of stuff. Exactly. Because, Go because the I feel like you're kind of at a turning point, or like because you know it was maybe a couple three years now or four years since your last project, mm-hmm. right? And you're transitioning from TF House to Teddy Phantom, mm-hmm. so. Uh, like now is where you can build what whatever you want. Like yeah. if you were to go dark for the next two, like people would expect that from you mm-hmm. for the rest of your mm-hmm. career, or you can switch yeah. up. I think there's always gonna be like a tone of, you know, darkness in my music. You know what I mean? But I just want to like diversify how it's like delivered. Mm-hmm. So like with with my new music now that I'll be releasing soon, there's a lot of like chipped out sounds, like some stuff that's maybe a little bit out of my range. You know what I mean? Like. For, for my typical music and stuff so a lot of interesting stuff yeah new book alert what's up guys i'm proud to announce that i published a new book but before i tell you about it i need to give you the backstory last year i went to the east coast music association i spoke on a panel about how to get your music featured build a relationship with the fans the media and the industry after the session artist producer classified who's been in the game for 22 years he's released over 15 albums he was blown away and he told me that he learned a lot and that i should be a music manager this wasn't the first time that i heard this but i figured instead of managing one artist i like to help people using the come of show platform that's where this ebook comes in it's titled stop playing by their rules an artist guide on how to market the fans it's out right now and on sale for 9.99 you can get it from amazon ibooks google play or you can get it direct from me at thecomeupshow.com. It's not only applicable to artists or creatives. If you're looking to build a business, if you need to reach an audience, this can definitely help you with your marketing. I talked a lot about why you should not rely on social media for your communications. Read a free sample of the book, Stop Playing by Their Rules, an artist guide on how to market to fans on Amazon, iBooks, Google Play, or direct at thecomeupshow.com. Uh, let's talk about fear. You said fear used to haunt you. Like you're fearing being unsuccessful. Like, what are you gonna be as a rapper or not creating the type of music that mm-hmm. you envisioned? What was that? Why were you? Why were you experiencing fear? And how did you, did you get over that? I mean, just like risks and sacrifices and stuff. That was mainly what drives that kind of emotion. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like constantly scared about losing something or not getting something. You know what I mean? But I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I, so you're I, missing out with FOMO? Is that what you're talking about? Or, or yeah, no? basically. Yeah. FOMO yeah. on yeah. girlfriends and FOMO on fucking uh. career and FOMO on money. Like, you know, there was a lot of... <laughs> I'm sorry that I used FOMO three times like that, bro. That was sus. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was basically, yeah, like fear of losing all, like everything. Like I guess Kanye had a fucking lyric where he's like, what was it? He's like... I don't know what's better, getting laid or getting paid. No one, one's getting, no one ever. I'm getting one, the other one's getting away. I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. So whatever. That's the, basically the theory. Like you know, trying to balance it all and f- being constantly scared of losing one of them at a time. I guess. Like basically, like our our nature of like of having what we can't have or wanting what we can't have. Like we always want to mm-hmm. something else, or we always want better, or we always are wondering what the the other side is like. Is that, is that what you're talking about or no? Um, like when you talk about girl, like a, whatever, you know, you were, so you were in a long-term relationship that you're not, you're mm-hmm. probably, when you're in a relationship, like most of us, you're wondering like, oh, what, you know, 
that other person is like or mm-hmm. or being single yeah, yeah, yeah. and when you're single you want a relationship mm-hmm. that type of stuff or yeah. no no i yeah. was just i was just like extremely close to attaining you know the success i was kind of like dreaming of and aspiring to like have you know what i mean and just like, in what I, sense and, like i was just like close to getting there you know like i was like as an I, artist I, yeah i was doing the tour i was doing like you know oh all, yeah all touring stuff. for like, mac yeah, miller yeah, yeah. i was like all I was, that type I, was, of stuff. I was i was like yeah. on the brink of yeah yeah you know what i mean like breaking through that ice or whatever mm-hmm. and it was just i think there was a lot of things on the line simultaneously like you know like in terms of like relationship personal life and stuff and and that like there was a lot of things that i was just like you know trying to juggle simultaneously at like a very pivotal moment and yeah like uh, that, i guess that was like maybe like the fear you're talking about yeah. oh, okay mm-hmm. so like did you sabotage yourself or were you scared of like you that's just a stacked question my friend in a way i fumbled a bit for sure like i'm not ashamed to like say that like it, it wasn't like and, I, and it wasn't like i was thinking like that then you know what i mean i wasn't thinking like oh i'm, fumb- I'm fumbling this right now you know what i mean it was me just like not being in tune with you know what i mean with how to deal with that situation you know what i mean and like who i am now if that same situation was like you know presented to me like it would be a totally different story now you know what i mean but yeah because you're like what 23 yeah, yeah, 24 yeah and, and yeah. i'm like you know a lot more prepared mentally musically and you know, artistically for whatever's happening or mm-hmm. whatever's about to happen yeah because when we're like you know uh when we're outside of our comfort zone, we don't know. We don't know that we're kind of sabotaging ourselves yeah. in the moment. We have no idea. Yeah, you're fucking useless. You don't know what's happening to you. You know what I mean? It's like, oh my God, it's freaking out. You know, it's hard to like find a focus on what's falling apart at what time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Once, mm-hmm. like, once, all, the, once the, all the wheels are falling off simultaneously, it's like, wow. Mm-hmm. Too many fucking leaks. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, is that where like, like uh coping mechanisms come in or no no like saying if you don't know yourself is it like you know because you know you know alcohol drugs can play a role of like Mm -hmm. even uh us not being in touch with ourselves uh, yeah i'm fortunate because like i (laughs) the the stuff when whatever fuck it when i like drugs to me like i'm not running away from like a darkness when I do it, you know what I mean? When I do them, I'm like, I'm I'm doing it for like an experiential purpose. You know what I mean? I'm trying to like discover something else or like, you know, enter like a different dimension or like, you know, time travel or some shit. Like I'm not, I'm not necessarily like running from darkness per se when I do it. You know what I mean? Or, or pain. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not really a numbing agent. And I could be like, be bullshitting subconsciously or something. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I just don't feel it that way. Like I don't fiend for it to do that. You know what I mean? Because that's what most people fiend for drugs well, that's, for. Well, that's when it's to like, run away from something. Well, that's when that's when it's an issue. You know what I mean? Like if that's like that's like a that's when problems arise. You know what I mean? Because you'll never be satisfied because your problems won't be resolved. You'll just be constantly doing drugs, trying to run from whatever's happening. But if that doesn't change, your drug habits not going to change. You know what I mean? So when I dabble <laughs> um, just like it's more so for the experience you know what I mean so I don't I'm never really afraid of of that mixed with like how I am you know mm-hmm. yeah that, that's it's in a better situation to definitely be in you're not desperate you yeah, don't yeah, need it yeah. I mean I've, it's like, more recreational in my darker days I've definitely yeah. had like benders and shit <laughs> like just like you know three four days gone missing shit <laughs> but mm-hmm. I don't do that anymore 
Not well, so much. Well, Maybe what, two days or something. What do you make though of that of the environment now in music, where music is definitely promoting that way more yeah. to younger people, to people who are not as aware? Mm-hmm. Oh. Is it is it good, bad, or, or what? I don't know, man. How, Shit, that's a how good do we question. get here? Like you know what? Like I feel like went, I feel like yeah, there was like yeah. I feel like generationally there's been like like a artist that's like the safety net for those kind of people you're talking about you know like in the 90s there was like Kurt Cobain who like openly talked about this kind of stuff like drugs and music and his experience and blended it in a way that was like informative almost to like the audience his audience you know like it wasn't like glorifying it but more so than like these are the consequences yeah like more so than giving you like a realistic perspective on drugs and depression and all that you know and then there was Kid Cudi who kind of like was kind of like he still is that guy you know what I mean um but like his like I guess like his run when he was like you know day and night and and his mixtapes and shit like he was very like much that character you know for the for the culture where like he was talking about all this stuff but like it was never really like glorifying it you know it was almost like a, a a sad story but that you can like turn up to <laughs> you know what i mean but it wasn't necessarily like him promoting it you know i don't know but i feel like now in this generation there might not be so many of those kind of artists you know like i think future no I, th- I think future might be the closest of that you know that drug fueled uh like a story or you know that like those other artists were like explaining in the past you know so I don't know. I'm hoping that maybe like I can fucking be that in a way, you know, or that or that kind of artist at least, like stylistically, like blending in the stories with, you know. Do you feel Future has that balance or no? Yeah, I feel like he does. I feel like he's like a. I feel like he's on, I feel like he's a bit of both. You know what I mean? He's a little bit of the glorification and he's a little bit of like the the sorrow, and that's like awesome too because it's like a good duality. So, shout out Future. Mm-hmm. We 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 need that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yo, you have a show coming up. Jeez. Your first show uh, in, uh, uh. <laughs> in a couple of years. I'm very excited. It's at uh, the Drake Hotel. The Drake Hotel? Yeah, tell us April about it. April 30th. It's me featuring G. Miller. That's my dog. Uh, Crystal and Nesty's doing a little one-two. Yobi, he's fucking lit. Um, it's Destroy Anniversary as well. We have a little surprise. Now we're going to drop some thanks perhaps um yeah so hopefully are you gonna come what the fuck 100% I'm coming alright cool I, I haven't don't know. You're like a celebrity now or something I've seen you perform actually I would say I haven't but I have seen you perform at the weekend 10 party like five, five years ago wow I've uh, changed man I've changed a lot yeah how do you feel about your live performance what's that like oh now it's what's fucking the, what's lit what's the energy like yeah, what's the crazy, experience yeah. like oh man it's gonna be so for dope. the fans out there I don't want to give too much information. It's top secret. But it's going to be fucking crazy. Yeah, we got like, yeah, a lot of wild technical stuff that we're doing. So it's going to be sick. It's going to be like a circus. A circus. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you all the years that you've been in the music industry and now you're seeing that what Toronto artists are accomplishing, Right. Um, before the whole Drake's and all these art, other artists, and you know, one of your friends, The Weeknd, we, we didn't think it was possible as people in Toronto. 
that it, you could really accomplish it, but now it is possible. Uh, being like friends with the weekend, when you see him be, being the star boy, does that? How does that in- inspire you? How does that affect you at all? Yeah, it's crazy. Like he's like I've known him for a long time, so like it doesn't get old. You know, seeing him like this and shit every day, like you know, is like incredible. So it's like obviously the most inspiring thing. It's crazy. Yeah, out of this world. Um, yeah, I mean, like I feel like I. Does it seem real? I'll, does it, it seem surreal? What does it seem like when like? Yeah, I mean, you you, you could only want to emulate that. You know what I mean? That should be every artist's goal is to be that, that inspiring, you know, to be to, to reach that much success, you know? So, mm-hmm. for sure. Like, it's it's crazy. It, it is really surreal, you know? But like, being close to yeah. him and seeing that and, like, mm-hmm. you know, we're by Younger Than That Square and he's probably on a billboard right now on H&M <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, does that give you any fuel, anything? Or does it matter? It doesn't matter. What is it? What does it do? Yeah, I mean, yeah. In, in general, like I take it, I take, I, I guess I'm kind of desensitized to to all like the a lot of the glamour of it, but like him particularly, like be, seeing and watching like the come up happen like before me, you know, I'm like very sentimental with that story. So like it definitely has like a big part of my inspiration and in, like music that I make as well for sure. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, for sure. And I I wonder uh, being close to him, like you know, uh, what. How do you not say, yo, put me on like you did to Nav or something? Mm-hmm. How do you kind of balance that in your when in the moments where you're low and you're like, fuck, man, like, yo, can you can you connect me? Can you make something happen for me? Uh, well, firstly, like, yeah. I, like I don't really know. I don't, like our relationship has like primarily never been about Business. anything else besides the fact that we were just like tight as fuck. Like that was like we just got grew up together. So that's 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 how, like that's the foundation of our relationship, you know, and and musically like. Like, we communicate with each other, like, all the time and stuff. So I don't, like, I don't necessarily, like, aspire to have that, you know, since I co-signed by, like, anybody, really. You know what I mean? So I'm not really, like... If it were to happen, I, I, I've it'd never, be I've never really, Yeah, I've never really yeah. felt, like, that way. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, like the our, our relationship is amazing. And, and the music that I put out, like, I'm very happy with. And, and everyone from the camp has always been super supportive. So, like... Yeah, it's never really been a concern. Yeah, but like it takes a certain type of self confidence, control mm-hmm. to not be thirsty, to let things happen organically, to keep just doing your thing and whatever happens, happens. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, especially being from Toronto where there's like, you mm-hmm. know, it's almost like it still is pretty hard. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I've seen, generally speaking, what a cosign can do to like, you know, an artist and stuff like that. And it doesn't always work the way that. You know, people like expect them to. You know what I mean? Like, it's not always like this guaranteed thing. It's not like so. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not really like familiar with the feeling of like hoping for one or wanting one or, you know what I mean? It's never like. It's never like really been in the forefront of my mind. I guess you know what I mean. Like and. Like everything is just like the way things happening right now is like so natural and like the the like the gravitational pull is like honest and real and shit and like the direction that everyone's going in is like awesome so like I don't want to interrupt that with any like you know I don't want to fuck the feng shui up <laughs> when it's your time it's your time hey it happens when it happens Teddy uh, why do you continue to make what keeps you going why, why do you continue to make music why is it important for yourself to express yourself um, yeah like I guess like it's like the most important thing to me you know there's no other like there's no other feeling or thing that I can like relate with or 
want more than the feeling of like making music and releasing music and hearing feedback and doing shows and all the, the, the culmination of all that energy, you know, putting out like art and getting like feedback from it and all like that's like a very magical like thing you know so like that feeling i'm very like addicted to that you know like that's like my favorite thing <laughs> so like I, I can't like imagine a time where i wouldn't want to do that so for better or for worse like no matter how this turns out like this is like the path that i'm on and like music and stuff is definitely something that i do for the darkness for sure like drugs and shit like that and drinking and turning up like i do that for fun but music is certainly like that's a way better remedy for me than like any like girl or drug or whatever can really be to get through some shit yeah my shit just sucks you know what I mean like you can just like zone out and you know make music and teleport from like you know your personal life or situations and shit so that's like my main my main thing is music (laughs) and anything whether it's music or not music anything in your life right now inspiring you Teddy (laughs) um not, like this is gonna sound weird but like women like to be honest like a lot of my songs have like subconsciously been gravitating towards like relationships that I've like had or like girls that I want or like just like that like, the essence of it I guess I don't know like I, I kind of find myself like like writing lyrics and they kind of like always allude to some type of like girl or woman and I don't, I don't really know why I'm not like doing it consciously but and the songs are, that I've been recently making are pretty lit too. Like they're not like necessarily like dark. So I don't know. Yeah, I guess like that's like my biggest inspiration right now. Mm-hmm. That's sick. Uh, Never really thought about it till now. So good question. Yo, Teddy, man, I I appreciate you coming through on the Come Up Show. Any uh, last thoughts that you wanted to share with our with the the people who are listening right now? Um, thank you for having me. Congratulations on the show and the podcast and stuff. Uh, April thirtieth, the Drake Hotel. I'm performing. You guys all wanna. Come see me do comedy, aka a dark rap show. It's gonna be lit. Um, yeah, thank you for having me, man. This was sick. Very, very grateful. You're welcome. Cheers. Teddy Phantom on the Come Up Show. Ah ah ah. If this is your first time listening to the Come Up Show podcast, please check out our previous interviews. We got a catalog, boy. From Skepta to Wyclef John, we release a brand new conversation each and every Wednesday with a goal of inspiring you on your journey. My name is Chuddo. Thank you for tuning in. I'll catch you on next Wednesday. Peace.